Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the E-Professor of Real Estate. This week, we are talking about how to handle the overwhelmed feeling of being a real estate agent. We are many times being thrown into the deep end, getting told to master several products. And really, I'm going to teach you to worry about mastering one thing and then moving on to the next. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the E-Professor of Real Estate Podcast. My name is Justin Lethby and I'm a realtor, trainer, and coach. My sole purpose here is to take my many years in real estate as well as my even many more years as a trainer and get you to your goals and beyond. I'm going to do this by talking about business, growth development, branding, marketing, you know, basically all successful things that entrepreneurs are doing today. And hey, since I'm your tech guy, there's going to be tech thrown in here as well. So let's go. So welcome everybody. Again, this is Justin Lethe, the E-Professor of Real Estate. And really right now today, what we want to talk about, just doing a brief discussion on um, how to deal with overwhelm how to deal with the environment on how to move past, whether it's all the technology you got to learn to get your real estate business up running or any business really, or just how to get your business running, right? You, we will all go through a ton of training. We will all go through so much stuff, right? I can remember when I first started real estate in 2006, when I did this, it was, it was overwhelming. It was really very, very tough. And even today, there are times where I will admit I feel overwhelmed. But there are a few things that I have put in place to just kind of manage this. And there's things that I I teach. These are the things that I teach other new professionals, young professionals on kind of how to deal with this and 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 kind of get their grasp and their <laughs> essentially sanity around doing what they need to do on a consistent basis. And it's really kind of interesting to to manage from that regards. If you're listening and you have any questions, please write them in the chat box. I appreciate that. Thanks for everybody being live in the system. But the thing that I wanted to kind of hit point today is really the mantra that I talk about is really simple. And it's master one thing, move on to the next. And I teach this to a lot of people. And I teach this a lot from a technology perspective because the one thing that I find so many people doing is trying to do five, six, seven different things at one time, trying to get them all into place, trying to make them all work and be proficient in their environment. And it's just really, really tough to do, right? It is, it's an extremely challenging thing to do, um, so I, I will just give some personal, not personal examples, some examples that I have in my in the own environments in here. But the 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 first thing I'll tell you is is really simple: is um, I watch a lot of new agents come into the business, and I watch them 
really simply get stressed out way too fast in this business. And it is because they are trying to be all things to all people. So that's really the first thing I want to tell you. Be who you are. Do what you can offer. Offer what you can offer. When you can't, leverage, right? Master one thing, move on to the next. It does not mean that eventually you can't be the master of a topic, right? You can't be that. So let's break it down. What I mean by leverage is really simply this. When I first started real estate, I started real estate in 2006. And when I started real estate in 2006, I was, it was an easy market, kind of. And I'll do candor folks, kind of like it is right now. Um, as far as selling goes, right? I'm not saying it's an easy market. Agents are driving all over the place. It's still not easy. But when you're a listing agent, it, you know, you planted a sign, you sold the house. It wasn't that challenging. Um, buy sides are tough right now. There's no doubt about it. Multiple offers going all over the place. But when I started in 2006, it was really pretty easy. You planted a sign, you sold the home. It didn't take much. My average market time was five days. But the one thing that became really quite interesting with this and really quite fascinating was this is when 2007, 2008 came, when the shift in the market came, the recession, the uh, short sale, the REO market, the stress market became a relevant part of our market. I had to expand my reach a little bit. And, you know, I would be driving all over the place and I would take listings, quote unquote, anywhere. Um, and and we all know, hopefully at this point in time, that's not always the wisest idea. You need to be, in, you need to be knowledgeable. You need to be able to learn about your markets. But I, I, I took listings in areas that I shouldn't have because I said, okay, I, I, I know the area kind of, so I'll do it. And I didn't. Right. And those transactions were done successfully. The clients felt good, but my stress levels were beyond belief at that point in time. It was really, really challenging. What I got from that was really simple leverage, right? Build my agent data pool to be broader than what it is. I come out there now and I have a referral database that's large. I can refer people out there all over the place. I just had someone reach out to me to have, they want to go into another state and buy a home. I had agents there. I can do that. Build that referral base, attend networking events, do those things. Remember, master one thing, move on to the next. So that's the one thing, leverage. Now, leverage is really, really huge because it's not only leverage yourself. It could be leveraging others. It could be leveraging by a product. It could be leveraging through a system. There's a lot of ways you can leverage in your environment. And I want you to think about that, right? I want you to think about how that leverage will work for you. Two, don't try to use tools unless they're going to help you, right? It's the common vernacular that I call tool versus crutch. And we're going to spend some time on that here real quick, because this is really where I want to get into the master, master, then move on to the next. I see a lot of agents out here when they're doing this stuff. They get they get a phone call from a company. Hey, I can get you a lead, a two leads, three leads, four leads every month. All you got to do is buy my product and it'll make money for you. No worries. Hey, you can do this. You'll do, you can make money. Hey, use social media. We'll make money. Hey, go door knock, it'll make you money. Hey, go do this. It'll make you money. Hey, go do this. It'll make you money. And those are all true. Everything I just said is true. I believe every single person that is doing things for that and coming and soliciting us are doing it and they are going to make you money. There's no doubt about it. 
But next thing you know, you have now bought technology. You have now started door knocking. You have now started making phone calls. You have now started working your sphere. You have now done this. And you're reaching yourself out in all these paths. And you have literally stretched yourself beyond capacity. So when you're doing this, make sure when you're learning something new or you're jumping on something, ask yourself a question. Is this solving a weakness in my business or am I using it as a crutch? And I really want you to ask yourself that question. Now, I'm going to bring that into a little tighter example. Now, I gave you lots of examples, technology, non-technology based. But the reason I come off the tool versus crutch scenario and the tool versus crutch conversation is, is basic. I get a lot of questions. I get a lot of questions on what CRM I should use, what what social media platform should I be on? What X, Y, Z? And they get these questions. I get these questions because there was somebody that said, you need to do this. It's going to be amazing for your business. And again, they're right. There's absolutely no, I don't believe anybody's telling anybody untruth. But like, if you take a class for me, I'm going to teach you how to use Facebook. or I'm going to teach you how to use Twitter. Or I'm going to teach you how to use LinkedIn. Or whatever other tool is podcasting right now is one of my biggest favorite things to teach on. And I believe full heartedly it can make you money. And that's how I tell you that. I said it will make you money. It's going to do this for you. It's going to build you as the expert. It's going to do X, Y, Z. It's going to do that. And if you come to my class, I'm going to motivate you to do it. And I want you to come take my class. And other people want you to take their classes because not only do they want you to be in their class, but they think they're adding value to you, just like I think I'm adding value to you. But the problem is, and the challenge that comes with this is, I don't know your environment. When you come to a group training session, I don't know what you came from. I don't know where you come from. I don't know what's going on in your life. If you just already bought a social media training program, or if you already just bought a social media package to do that stuff. Master one thing, move on to the next. Now, when I'm talking about master, master means you understand, you fully implemented the tool, and you understand the pros and cons for your business in that implementation. It doesn't mean that it's a tool for life for you. It doesn't have to mean, it doesn't mean you're stuck by this. It doesn't mean you are in that environment. It just really simply means you have understood that functionality, that tool. So now you know where your strength or weaknesses or isn't or isn't for is or isn't for you. Again, I'll give you an example. There was a tool I bought. I thought it was a tool. It turned out to be a crutch um, very early in my career. It was an email package. It was powerful. I'm not going to name the name because there's nothing wrong with the package itself. And I'll be honest with you, I've forgotten the name of it currently in my head, but I bought that tool. And, you know, I think it was 100, 150 bucks, something like that in my business portfolio. And I used it all of five times. That was a crutch. I did not master it. I do not know if it would or would not work for me. I was very happy with it because it gave me the luxury to get rid of things I didn't know. And I didn't have in my business. Right. And it came to a realization. And that's why I call this tool versus crutch. And I'm going to tell you this as more of a embarrassment on my part versus <laughs> something to brag about is. I liked the tool. I was very happy with the tool, and I did use it a little bit, and I had some success with it. But then I went to a real estate conference, and they were there 
And I was talking to him and someone was asking him, and I said, I love this tool. And the guy goes, well, how many closings have you had? And I went silent. I went silent because while I was using it, I wasn't using effectively. I had not mastered the package yet. I had no closings on it yet. I had leads, but I had no closings on it yet. And that wasn't the package's fault. That was my fault, right? It wasn't anything on them. I had not mastered that tool. Now, the last part of tool versus crutch and getting into the master your master and then move on to the next, right? So we talked about leveraging. We talked about tool versus crutch. And the last thing we're going to talk about in here, we're going to be done. This is going to be a quicker one in here. And this is more tips and tricks in here. I'll probably expand on these a little bit later down the road, but I'm really working on trying to get back to that weekly training session. So this one isn't going to be as long, but I really want it to be helpful and really more to the point. This, the last one in here is know your weaknesses, right? The tools, the products that you are going. I want you to master your strengths and going back to the last one, leveraging your weaknesses, right? They all do tie together a little bit in here. So master one thing, move on to the next. Master one thing, move on to the next. Again, does not mean you have to do it all. It doesn't even mean you have to, when you're all finished with knowing that product, means you actually think it's right for you. Whatever you're going to do, master, move on to the next. Now, step back here real quick. Know your strengths, know your weaknesses. There are several ways to do that. You know, kind of take a self-assessment. Go ask your friends and family what those are. If you are a fan and in the show notes and in the things afterwards, I will actually have a place where you can ask and request for a DISC assessment. DISC is a behavioral profile. It will tell you where some of your strengths and weaknesses are, right? It's based on four characteristics. It's a really, really powerful tool. It will tell you, um, you know, who you are what drives you and motivates you, what chases you away from certain things. It's going to show you that stuff. John Maxwell tells us we have a better chance of building our strengths than improving our weaknesses. And there's a lot of studies and, and research that goes into that. A lot of other authors have written the same thing. So learn that. Take DISC. Do a self-evaluation. Strength finder. I don't really care which personality profile or which you know, assessment tool you like to use. There are a ton out there. I like DISC. I'm certified in DISC. But you do have these here where you can actually come out there and create those for your business and know your strength and weakness. And then also know where you're at. Know where your strength and where your weakness are. You know, do a pro and con type of list out there to make that work for you. Get those in place. Now, when you do this, chase those strengths leverage those weaknesses. I am not saying don't work to improve those weaknesses, but you are going to grow farther your strengths than you can your weaknesses. And make sure when you're doing this, you're going after intentionally, right? And if if a system or a hire is what's needed for the leverage on your weaknesses, do that. If it's a tool, then make sure it's a tool and implement those things in here, right? Put those in place. So again, just to repeat this, and we're just going to be about done. So this was a quick 10, 12 minute little post. We're going to, I'm trying different things to see what works in the podcast a little bit. So let me know if you like this or don't like this one leverage. Two, master yourself, knowing if to, what you are mastering is a tool or a crutch. 
And then three, know your strength and weaknesses. Those are the three things I want you to think about today, this weekend, however you want to work on this. Make sure you have those out in place. This is something that you can do every day. Ask yourself, really, um, three questions. Where am I struggling? How can I improve it? And are there systems that can help me improve those processes? Right. So those are really the three kind of questions you can ask yourself with that. Ask yourself those questions every morning, every week, every month, and try to move forward on those tools. With that, folks, I hope you enjoyed this shorter session. We will see you at the next one and we will talk soon. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe, and watch this in all the platforms you can or want to watch it in. This does go live on YouTube, which means you do have to subscribe to the channel to get that so you know when it's live. I'll have that stuff in the recordings. But also, you know, watch it on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Pandora, whatever it is you like to watch. And also, please do me a favor. Share this with folks that you think will get something from value from this. Can't wait to grow this audience and see where it goes. Thanks very much.